When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello everybody and welcome to this special episode of Dame Baptiste Questions Everything, or what we're calling DBQs. On DBQs, myself, comedian, writer, and occasional actor Dame Baptiste, alongside my producer friend Howard Cohen, aka The Hizza, Hello! are going to be delving into 22 things that have happened this year, 2022, in 22 minutes in the news. That's right, Dame, it's the most wonderful time. Uh, of the year, uh, um, you know, it is it's that time of the year. I felt like you did you did very well, but you didn't commit to that, and it sounded just fine. I just heard myself through my headphones, so that was enough. Um, but it is time <laughs> to spend twenty two minutes reflecting on twenty twenty two. Let's go. We're going to give one minute to each of these stories, listeners. So good luck with this, everyone. What we're going to do, how we're going to try and put it in the form of a question. So yeah. if listeners want to have a response to any of these, feel free to get in touch with us on DBQs. Okay, I will I will do the timing and I will ask the questions. So and I am going to cut Dane off when my timer goes off, guys. Get ready for this. It's going to be probably quite intense for me. Okay, starting now with the first question. Will the Russia and Ukraine war ever end? The Russia and Ukraine war might very possibly end, but I think it will end with begin beginning with it being a proxy uh, conflict and may expand into becoming the next uh, world war. In fact, if I'm very, very honest with our listeners, I think that this is the beginning of World War Three, or maybe it's another stage in the beginning of World War Three, following the proxy war that took place in Syria. Will it uh, end with just being a direct conflict between Russia and Ukraine? Very possibly, but due to the fact that uh, Russia is vehemently opposed to the uh, increased proliferation of the of NATO within the region, which is uh, who are back in the Ukraine, I cannot see this ending particularly well. You may know this because you may have had been encouraged to adopt a Ukrainian person. But if there's anything to go by, if things seem to be getting better, you can just take a look at any right-wing publication. And if they're continuing to complain about the migrant slash asylum seeker crisis, you can be assured that any conflicts that you are seeing in mainstream media right now will not be ending anytime soon. Time! Well done. One down. Next. Will Will Smith and Chris Rock ever make up? That fucking feels like a ma- eight years ago. Uh, it does to us, but uh, not, I doubt it feels that way, particularly to Chris Rock. Um, so I can't see them making up anytime soon. And the reason for that would be because uh, I myself haven't seen anything in the way of a particularly genuine apology from Will Smith. I think anytime you take the time to be able to do touch-ups on your beard and makeup and then sit down in front of a camera with angles of light meticulously planned it can come across as very disingenuous even if you're trying if you are genuinely remorseful for your actions myself personally i think if it took long enough for will smith to go back and sit down and continue to make the threats and then go and accept an award and then go to an after party and then be videotaped knowing he's being filmed celebrating and dancing to his song miami following him slapping chris rock it's very hard to believe that he is completely remorseful of that fact and also because of the fact that will smith has been able to return to some semblance of a career despite admitting, despite 
Uh, Time. Sorry, Dane. Time. All good. The answer is short answer is no. We'll do that. That's all good. No. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Question three. Do you miss the Queen? She died. Go. Do I miss the Queen personally? Not in particular. I mean, there is a (laughs) number of a litany of reasons I could go into regarding colonialism and imperialism, uh, and as well as social hierarchy and uh, racial stratification. I could go into, but no need to because we are on a clock. Um, But mainly because I don't really know the Queen, and I was brought up. In a in in a society which professes to be irreligious and secular, and so the relevance of the queen or the idea that someone is superior to me or I have a connection to them due to divine lineage has always been something very hard for me to rationalize or process or take seriously. So you know, I understand a lot of people for they have a connection to the queen because they are brought up in a society which was monarchistic and they have an idea to have reverence for an empire and for the head of that empire. I myself don't necessarily feel the same. So I don't miss the queen. Especially because even though she's no longer here, I still got to pay to the, for the upkeep of her children. That's what wills are for. Nice. Bang on. Time. Number four. Uh, how many prime ministers does it take to fix Britain in 2022? Three. Uh, we had three prime ministers in 2022. Which of them do you like the most? <laughs> um, great question, Howard. I hate all of them equally. The uh, rapid Labour turnover that's happening within British politics right now uh, definitely demonstrates that sometimes... The lesser of two evils as a concept is not functional when all of your evils are all equally evil. Um, there is no lesser in this particular instance. I personally um, think they're all terrible. I think that we are well overdue for a general election. But myself personally, I think anyone that's watching the turmoil that's taken place within British politics should understand that these are the facets of the horrible intentions for austerity that are taking place within our society now. And there has been no time like the present for us to come together and reassert the fact that these people are supposed to be answerable to us as the proletariat or as a British society. Nicely done. Time. Next one. Number five. Um, Matt Hancock showed us how much of a cunt he is on I'm a Celebrity, didn't he? The thing is, I think a lot of people uh, were trying to look on the uh, surface for him to make uh, overt gestures or make overtures which allow people to see how morally bereft this man is. But I don't think people understand that this guy has been trained and is very well seasoned in presenting a veneer that makes him as palatable as possible to the uh, British public. And I think a lot of people fell for that to the point whereby it almost as, it appeared as if he was the underdog throughout his experience there. But what I'd say to people who would have said, oh, he's not all that bad or he's doing his best is... Maybe ask yourselves, do you really think a person who voted down on children being fed during the summer holidays, someone who's voted down on providing accurate, uh, you know, fair pay for NHS nurses would have a problem eating a camel dick on television? He wouldn't. That is a mild inconvenience to somebody whose conscience is able to switch off in the face of abject poverty and suffering happening on the national scale time but a good one number six they tried to cancel philip schofield we said no 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 <laughs> they tried to cancel philip schofield <laughs> what is the question a large part of the issue with philip schofield has taken place on twitter but uh, as far as i understand without p- putting this the podcast in any legal jeopardy the uh i'm under the understanding that philip schofield is paying a regular retainer to uh his handlers or press handlers in order to maintain an injunction where there have been some allegations of sexual impropriety with a uh, a minor I'm not going to say any more in that respect uh, what I will definitely say is that uh, it seems very drastic and I hope that we are able to provide 
an environment whereby people in the public eye are able to be honest and unabashed about their sexual proclivity, which won't lead them to do things behind closed doors, which may be either morally objectionable or downright fucking illegal. I don't know Will uh, Philip Schofield personally, but again, I think for me personally, I think sometimes we should focus a lot more on the victims of sexual impropriety than who populates sex offender registers. Time, perfectly timed. Number seven. What about this? Will we ever see Andrew Tate again? We will see Andrew Tate uh, following Elon Musk's acquisition of Twitter. Andrew Tate, a lot of his social media accounts have been reinstated. I don't have a massively strong opinion of Andrew Tate. I know a lot of people do, um, but then I am an old guy. And so uh, the appeal of Andrew Tate is somewhat lost on me because while I understand that there is been a massive void left in the collective consciousness of a lot of young men trying to determine or assert what their worth is along the lines of their masculinity. I think that the Andrew Tate narrative or ideology definitely does not take into account the fact that in a few years to come, things like occupation or masculinity will not be able to be used to define your worth as a human being as we see the rise in uh, automation and artificial intelligence. So it might sound good for now, but I think it's a very quick fix and whether Andrew Tate is here or not, this hustler's university and multi-level marketing that he uh, claims will empower men to feel like men ain't going to work. Time, time, time. Number eight, it turns out that uh, England's uh, women are better at football than England's men. Is that true? It seems it. <laughs> I think in many ways it wouldn't surprise me. And I think one of the reasons why is because uh, a lot of the uh, toxicity uh, that surrounds uh, the men's game hasn't managed to pollute the women's game. I think that uh, the external stakeholders that have in, been involved in the men's game that have allowed teams to go from being uh, teams that are supported by local supporters but coming, becoming multinational conglomerates have definitely soured the integrity of the game. And I think that in that vacuum where uh, English uh, women's players observe a lot more humility and are basically just enjoying having the support and having profiles as professional, dedicated professionals as only boding well. So I think the uh, if we want to emulate the same success as the Lionesses, it means that English football as a culture, not just as a game, definitely has to begin to humble itself and focus on the main tenets of that, which is to allow for these players to realise their athletic potential and for the that game to be enjoyed by people. Question, yeah. That brings us perfectly to question nine, Dane, which is... The World Cup of 2022. Should it have happened in winter in Qatar? It may not say be the best place in terms of infrastructure, but um, I would say that uh, I guess if the idea is that we can use football as a tool to be uh, an inclusive sport enjoyed and patronised by people all over the world, uh, I don't really see the problem with it being in Qatar necessarily. Um, but then the issue really would be about the uh, loss of 6,500 lives in construction of stadiums prior to the World Cup and some of the uh, human rights abuses that are made into Qatari law. But then I don't think that there are any countries within the G7 or G14 who have the moral standpoint to critique the uh, politics of Qatar. And so by that token, uh, I'm not going to point my finger either. But I think if you want, I think that football as a culture is a much a much healthier one to report to the world than imperialism and Anglo superiority. Nice, perfectly timed. That's up. Time up. Question 10. We're getting almost halfway there now. Where are we in this cost of living crisis? Uh, unfortunately, in my opinion, we are just at the tip of the fucking iceberg. Uh, I remember reading 
the intentions of David Cameron's government following the 2008 financial crash in terms of allowing for a banker's bailout to uh, defy any ideas about neoliberalism or capitalism with the idea that things are too big to fail and then the suggestion of the erasure of a number of civil and social services in order to cover the losses of the banking and finance industries. So I think we're just starting to see the horrible grip of austerity as it begins to take its chokehold around this country and around the world. I'm trying to break character and let people know we have to fight against this shit. Fuck this shit. What these people have planned for us as a populace is going to be a fucking nightmare. And if you value your humanity and the work done by any of your predecessors, we need to replace any government that wants to levy this against the people. Nice. That's just about time. We'll be back after this. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Welcome back to the show. Number 11, what the fuck's going on with Kanye West? I know exactly what's happening with Kanye West. Uh, as someone who is a former fan, um, I uh, heard Kanye West loudly proclaim that he would explain the story of how blacks came from glory and what they need to do in the game to fast-forwarding about uh, 20 years where he proclaims that he is the uh, richest black man or richest African-American in America's history. Now, people need to understand that the capitalism and wealth that was born out of America comes directly from the exploitation of the same black man. So there is a direct correlation between the fact that he committed this proclamation and the ongoing decline in this man's mental state and his appeal and his general morality. No surprises there. That's what happens when you sell your fucking soul. Well said. Uh, time. Okay, number 12. Uh, Elon Musk. What the fuck's happened to Elon Musk? Elon Musk, uh, what's happened to him is what happens to uh, most people when they are uh, brought to the fore. See, what the thing is about oligarchs and uh, the wealthy and the 1% and the elite is that historically they were able to remain behind closed doors and lord their wealth from a safe distance from the rest of humanity and by that same token were able to be revered. Um, I find it very funny, uh, Kanye West, who himself was a former billionaire, 
would uh, largely talk about the fact that he and Donald Trump had a lot of things in common because they were both billionaires and had what's called dragon energy. Now, I've tried to research what I believe dragon energy to be, but I find it quite strange that these men who are supposed to be captains and titans within their industries and titans among men based on new Andrew Tate-based criteria regularly invest in liposuction and hair transplants and fake tan and human growth hormone and Elon Musk is a billionaire that's not able to create any body hair on his skin. It all just seems very, very strange that these men are supposed to be leaders of masculinity and wealth all are so very, very insecure about their appearances. So what's going on with Elon Musk? Just a nerdy guy with money who just doesn't really know how to present himself to normal people. Because he's fucking weird. That is time on that one. Number 13, the Extinction Rebellion. Where? What is next for those lads? Extinction Rebellion uh, have been involved in some of the more significant protests of the year. And I have to say, I support it. I've seen a lot of people speaking about uh, not agreeing with the methods of protest used by Extension Rebellion. To those people, I say, shut the fuck up. You clearly don't understand what protest means. Protest is not supposed to be done along any lines of etiquette or respect for establishment as it exists. That's why it's a fucking protest, because you're supposed to be defying the status quo. So I would say to anybody who is questioning the methods or the intentions of Extension Rebellion, don't worry about what they're going to do next. Worry about what's going to come fucking next if you stop listening to these kind of people because you're already seeing how the cost of living crisis is making things very difficult for people and some of the you know potential foreboding that comes with that well that's what they're trying to warn you so if they can't do rebellion you can expect extinction yeah that is well said mate were there any winners in the amber heard johnny depp drama yes there were those would be the lawyers and all of the media outlets that covered this entire thing now, wherever you feel about, however you feel about Amber Heard and Johnny Depp, uh, you're entitled to feel however you want. I guess we've seen now the facts in the case, and it's very clear that whenever a toxic relationship is brought to the fore or right in front of our collective consciousness via mainstream media, it's always going to be polarizing. But what I would say is that more than anything else, it's going to be massively distracting. To be quite honest, uh, as long as no lives have been lost, and Amber and Johnny have gone their separate ways probably fine for everybody else let's focus on the victims of domestic violence who don't have a celebrity profile or the resources to uh, have their needs met instead of Amber and fucking Johnny yeah yeah good good luck also he drank all his fucking wine cellar dry and she shat on a pillow why do any of you idolise these people speaking of idolising people what about the Wagatha Christie drama with the Vardys and the Roonies. Well, shout out to uh, Colleen Rooney, who proved that she's not just a pretty face, but is also a very resourceful detective. And uh, I would definitely hire her as a private detective, maybe to find out who's been stealing all of our PPE money, since no one in our government or police can fucking do it properly. Um, but then I would say that I personally feel that the entirety, this is exactly the same before, the entirety of this whole uh, coverage of WAGs and what WAGs do at home it's one of the reasons why I don't believe the English football team will be able to prosper because once again, our mainstream media makes people focus on things that don't fucking matter. But then it should just also go to say that just because people are in the same tax bracket or in the same social circle doesn't mean that they're friends. And I think that that is a lesson that everybody should be able to take on board. And not everybody that is your skin folk is your kin folk. And not everybody at the brunch 
is going to be done for you. Time on that one. Next one. We're almost there. It's number 16. Why did they overturn Roe versus Wade? They overturned Roe versus Wade because as uh, the influence of America wanes on a global stage and America is not able to dominate its uh, population through the use of, uh, I guess, disseminating ideas about racism and uh, Anglos and Anglo-American superiority, they have to find new ways to preserve power. And what they've chosen to do now is try to engage the fanatical Christian right uh, in order to maintain their power, particularly within the GOP. And I'll be honest, I'm here for it. When you become a civilization that says cousins should fuck each other in order to preserve your genetic purity, you are on the way out. And it's Time. been a fucking nightmare. Yeah, so cool. Uh, number 17. So it turned out that David Williams isn't a very nice man. Oh my God, David Williams is not a nice guy. I don't know how this could have happened. Not the guy that's in that TV show when they used to dress up in the big old blackface fat suit and do the sketches. Not that guy. Well, I don't know. I mean, when you have people appearing on a show where the population basically pay to watch themselves entertain themselves i imagine for somebody who considers themselves an artist it's not it's only a matter of time before you start developing some level of resentment and a superiority complex and if there's enough hidden microphones around people are able to record your disdain for being in that environment if you stay into the abyss long enough it tends to stare back at you good luck to everyone involved in that one um next next we've only got a couple more to go i can't believe it did donald trump steal documents from the white house what do you mean you can't believe it? Of course he stole documents from the White House. If you were at the behest of the head of Russia and your secret service warned you on a number of occasions that Russian interference would be affecting results of elections as well as causing divisiveness and essentially the beginnings of a cyber war to divide your population and to separate you from the North Atlantic Treaty Organization in order to weaken your position before they invade Ukraine, then you'd probably steal some fucking documents too, wouldn't you? Given that this is somebody who has... a uh, had a federal ban from managing any charities due to money laundering, uh, has gone bankrupt three times despite having a fucking casino. Is this new news any more surprising? This seems like another facet of dragon energy to me. Yeah, time. And then we've got four more. Number 19. Uh, it, it turns out that someone was racist in the palace recently. Um, question mark. Oh, well, there you go. I mean, <laughs> for me, <laughs> for me, I don't understand how can this be surprising. Although, you know, I will say, as I said before, that uh, as a, a child of immigrants, as a first generation immigrant within the UK, who has interacted with many other children of immigrants, we all have a secret, uh, private understanding that when we say where you're from, from, we we exchange this honorific between each other because we are all aware of the clear truth that if your skin is black or brown and your passport is red, your national identity will still always be questioned. Mm. So that's right. Someone in the palace was racist. The sky is also blue and the crown is purple and the star is from India and Africa. And, uh, you know, it's just no fucking surprise that one, really, is it? This is an interesting one. At number 20, what do we think of the selective morality of the West in regards to Qatar, uh, specifically because of the World Cup? Well, I think that's not a particularly hard question to answer, you know. You need only look at the fact that previously we were discussing the overturning of Roe versus Wade, where now in the West, in arguably the freest country in the world, if you are impregnated by a relative forcibly, you are raped, then you have to carry that child to term, according to this legislation. 
when you have a country like that that is aligned with a country like Britain, for example, I think it makes it very hard to scrutinize the morality of any other country in the world when you are making laws akin to the ones we've seen in The Handmaid's Tale. So it's no surprise. Let's put it this way. England might condemn something, but we know if you've got some oil we can have, we can condemn it a little bit less. Yeah, no, well said, mate. And uh, penultimate one, number 21. It turns out there's quite a lot of corruption in the police in Britain. Yeah, well, I mean, I was... My father, I'll tell you this, my father has... uh, is somebody I would say who speaks only when speaking is necessary. That doesn't mean that he's a cold person or not responsive, but unlike his son, he tends to keep things particularly brief. My father has uh, never been vocally uh, in opposition to any dreams or ideas I may have had. But once, I think after seeing Lethal Weapon, I said to one of my dad's friends, I want to be a police officer. And he told me to shut the fuck up and think better. And as someone who immigrated to the UK in 1967 maybe a year or so before Martin Luther King died, that response coming from my dad lets me know what I need to know about police corruption. Well said. And one more time is up for that one. Final one is, uh, what do you think of the celebrity winning I'm a celebrity nonsense day? Well, I will say, first of all, that uh, Jill Scott was a a great queen of the jungle and an exemplary human being all around. Uh, I just wonder if we needed to see her eating disgusting blended sheep's vaginas in order for us to understand that ideal. I would say, though, is this what it takes? I guess it's more of a question for myself. What would it take for me to be able to realise my full creative or celebrity potential? Do I need to go into the jungle and torture myself at the behest of British audiences in order to be seen as a real celebrity? I just hope there's another way because I do comedy and I'd be writing stuff. So maybe when I've exhausted all of these potential avenues, I might consider the jungle myself. So I don't necessarily judge, but I won't lie, I do slightly cringe. That being said, shout out Charlene, Scarlett, Babatunde, Joe Scott, Owen, Sean Walsh, Mike Tyndall, Sue, Bucker, all seem like, like Chris Miles even, all seem like lovely people. Well, that is time, and that is also time on 2022. That has been, Dane, you all right? That was pretty tough, mate. You did well. You think it was tough? I think it it went pretty well. I think that, uh, yeah, that was a nice little run. A lot of brain. A lot of brain usage in that short amount of time. A lot of stuff has been going on in the year. And uh, yeah, if listeners, I hope that we've been relatively comprehensive about some of the bigger stories that have happened in the year. If there's anything we've missed out, please do let us know. And uh, yeah, in terms of we like to question everything. So if you like the idea that we go through things that happen on a monthly basis in a quick fire nature like this, let us know and we'll continue to uh, question everything just in the way you guys like. Well, thank you very much for listening. Howard, thank you for the quick fire questions. My brain can slow down now because we are finished. You've been listening to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, hosted by Dane Baptiste and myself, Howard Cohen. For more from Dane and myself, make sure you follow us on Instagram at DaneSnapTiste and at the Howard Cohen. You can now support us on Patreon. Just search DBQE Podcast and unlock ad-free content and you can watch the full-length video of the podcast. Please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. If you have a question for Dane, make sure you send us a DM on Instagram at DBQE Podcast and we could feature you in our next episode. Thanks for listening, guys. And remember, question everything. Insanity Group. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.